Hello and welcome to Marathon Time Breaks Room. I'm joined as usual by Dr. Dave Bird. Dave, how are you today? I'm very well, Mark. Excellent, excellent. Now, now when we were chatting before the break, you said that there are a number of threats that marathon runners face virtually every time they put their running shoes on. Absolutely, Mark. In fact, I've boiled it down to five, the five biggest threats to marathon success. Excellent. So give us the first one. And what's the first issue that most runners face virtually all the time? Yeah, the first one is workouts not being marathon proofed. So I've coined this term marathon proofing because I passionately believe and and the evidence backs this up that you need to protect both your body your mind and even get the logistics right before you are able to take on marathon specific training and then actually run the event itself so you do need to look very very carefully at the toil that your body is taking every time you go out of the door and train and you make sure that you've got the right mindset for what is going to be you know the minimum a 12 week one would hope it would be longer in terms of the preparation that you take and then what comes with that of course is the logistics we've all got super busy lives we've got work commitments we've got family and we need to make sure that we've got adequate time to train properly so as, as a top tip then what would you say is one of the ways that someone can uh, really make the best use of their time I would say that they plan a period of time when they're actually looking at strengthening their body and protecting it by doing the right cross-training or agility work in terms of flexibility Mm -hmm. and also looking at the technique. The technique is really important. And then making sure that you've got a schedule that dovetails nicely with the rest of your life. Okay, so in in other words then... Marathon running is not all about running. No, it's absolutely not all about running. Obviously, running is very important. We all know about the importance of endurance as a principal component in marathon success. But you need to be able to get through however many weeks you know that you've planned and then get through the 26 miles. And you need more than just running to, to get yourself through that. Marathon time breakthrough, the reason I coined that name is it's it's also a kind of breakthrough in how you manage your time to actually train for the marathon. It's not just about the 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 ultimate outcome, of course, mm. which is running a faster time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose that's obvious, really, if I sort of sit and think about it. Yeah. But as I say, I'm not a runner. So that's that's a great tip. It's it's about cross training. It's about flexibility. It's yeah. about Strength, core strength is absolutely vitally important and it's also about technique. Too many people overlook, just think how many strides there are in in a marathon campaign and then the race itself. Mm. You owe it to yourself to sort out your technique early on before the really specific training starts. Okay, so would you say then that technique is even more important than the shoes that you wear? No, I wouldn't make um, sort of black and white comparisons like that. I think they're both very important. But I think all of these things, I'm going to use a long word now, but I think they all work synergistically when you get them all right. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so we've been through one. What's number two? Number two is working out without purpose. 
if you go out of the door and your only incentive is to run faster than you did, say, the day before, it's going to create problems with you long term mm -hmm. because it's absolutely imperative with marathon training to be in the zone, so to speak. And what I mean by that is not just the kind of psychological well-being from being focused I mean that you need to be in the right training zone. Mm -hmm. And I've actually identified different colour zones. So you've got blue for pure endurance. You've got green for stamina. You've got yellow for speed. And what people tend to do if they don't go out without purpose is they tend to blur those. And what you end up with is the dreaded grey zone. You, you are so intent at running faster every time that you don't get the recovery after your harder session and so you find the next harder session harder and then you gradually find your average uh, pace just goes down to this very kind of even level which isn't what you want in a varied marathon schedule okay let's before we go on to number three another quick tip that people can use based on what you just said what they can do is they can think very, very seriously about what the one thing they want out of that session and then adopt that. And if you are going for a faster paced run, then not only look at your watch for the paces, but monitor how you're feeling. Mm. You know, the, the, the combination of that will ensure that you're in the right zone of intensity for, for that session. Excellent, excellent. So we've had two so far. Number three? Number three is working out without winding down. Now, I've got a different take on obsessive compulsive disorder mm -hmm. because it is my belief that runners, particularly marathon runners, can get too obsessed about these workouts and, mm -hmm. and looking at that side of it rather than recovery. And I've coined this term, obsessive commitment to distance, <laughs> <laughs> which is... Which is tantamount to just worrying about you know what they can see on the plan in terms of what they've run mm. and less about making sure they've recovered so the quality of that run is is good enough um, for them to get fitter and fitter okay so number four number four is workouts not working out and what i mean by this is if you are blindly following a prescriptive schedule that cannot vary no matter how you feel good or bad then the workouts inevitably aren't going to work out because I can guarantee that any plan that you have can and should change and you should be incredibly receptive to how those changes uh, are taking shape and then respond to them. Excellent. Okay, well that's enough on that one. But number five. Number five is workouts wasted when it matters most. And what I mean by this is... The training is obviously geared up to running a faster marathon and yet people will sabotage it in the last week. They will not preserve all that hard-earned fitness, again, through this kind of obsessive thing I alluded to earlier. And instead of wrapping themselves up in the proverbial cotton wool, they will try and sneak in extra sessions. And it's just, really, it's a self-esteem issue. They do not feel mm. that the training, you know, they don't trust the plan well enough. And the other thing is the actual race itself. They, they can get the tactics badly wrong, mainly by starting too fast. There's loads of other reasons that we'll come on to in other episodes, 
but please don't start too fast. You can grab your own PDF copy of these race tactics and my video walkthrough for free. Depending on where you're watching this, you can get access below the video or simply go to the podcast area on marathontimebreakthrough.com and follow the link in the show notes for episode four. It's my gift to you because I don't want you to waste all that hard training when it matters most. Excellent. So I want to take you back to point number four, where you said workouts in essence need to be varied. How can a runner vary their workouts? By recognising there's lots of variables. You've basically got pace, mm-hmm. duration, gradient, mm-hmm. terrain, even how you feel. If you're feeling really good and you've got down some faster intervals or what I call faster repeats, then you can do those. But if you're not quite up to speed, excuse the pun, for that particular session, you can do something we call fartlek, which is a much more <laughs> relaxed. Yeah, I always get a laugh from that. It's, it's I've a, never heard that one it's before. A, it's a Swedish term that means speed play. Right. And you can go off-road into parkland and you vary the speed and the duration and even the gradient more according to your whim, which provides a less intense way of, of achieving a session with, with some faster running. So there we go. We've tackled five great areas there. Come back next week for even more tips from Dr. Dave Bird. Dave, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.